Get ready for the Girls on Games podcast, your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. This is episode number 423, and inspired by our desire to savor the flavor, we're going to talk about video game food today, and I'm really excited because we got a guest back on, a guest who's not really a guest. She will always be an honorary member of this show. The very own 8-Bit Blonde, aka Allie, is back. Hi, Allie. Hi. so excited to have you on the show today i'm so excited to be here this is gonna be excellent gonna talk video game food and i mean like we used to talk about that all the time when you were like sampling different good eats and stuff over uh the years that we've been doing the gog cast oh yeah two of my favorite things (laughs) all right i want to get to the other folks around this digital table with me this week Catherine, how you doing i'm good yourself I'm excellent. Joelle, what's up? Hey, hey, hey. Doing good to be here. I'm excited to record another great podcast. Fantastic. All right, let's get through some housekeeping. I'd like to remind you, if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. Time for the crew check-in. And of course, I want to know what Ellie's been up to. Girl, how you been? <laughs> I'm I'm hanging in there. It has been a busy year, um, but I'm still standing. So I guess that's a positive. Um, lots of life changes, all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I guess it's just the season for that. We're getting older, mm. making decisions, yep. all that jazz. So true. Oh, excellent, excellent. How's the fam? How's Adam and all the little little animals? They are great. Uh, yeah, we've, I don't know if we went, did I have my second cat when we last spoke? I don't remember, but our little family I don't think so. Yeah, our, our little family has grown. We've got uh, Penny still, still kicking. We've got Hex, who's still running around, and we added uh, Jinx to our family, um... So like over a year ago now, uh, she's our rescue from Texas. Um, so we got a full full house over here. <laughs> Amazing. And work's treating you well? Work is treating me well. It's keeping me busy, as I'm sure you guys have covered in uh, the podcast in <laughs> your past episodes. <laughs> yeah, we may have talked about a Xbox, Xbox thing here and there over the past little while. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. No, it's keeping me busy, but it's been... Uh, <laughs> It's been a great experience. Great experience so far. Well, that's fantastic. And I'm so happy to have you back on the show again. Uh, we've missed you. This is exciting. I don't really get to like <laughs> talk about video games outside of work anymore. So this is a nice team. Really? <laughs> well, now you definitely will get to. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, Kat. How's your week been, my dear? How you feeling? I'm more upright than last week. Every week, more upright. Um, I tested going to the groceries. It was a success. A success. Woo! Pascal had to bring pretty much all of it back though, because uh, <laughs> not allowed to carry heavy shit yet. But uh, slowly but surely, gonna get Good there. Stuff. Good stuff. Joel, what Looking- have you been up to? I, you know, I haven't been up to a whole lot. Uh, Not much has been uh, going on in my life, which is probably okay, given my grand adventures in the past month. Um, But I have no jellyfishes this week. Yeah, I know. It's shocking. There's no encounters in the in the great up north. Um, But I have a pretty (laughs) stacked week. So I think last week was okay. I have, you know, tonight hanging out with uh, you ladies and then. 
I got some therapy going on, uh, have a happy hour planned, and I'm getting a new tattoo later on. So, so more to come next week on that. But yeah, so, so busy week for me coming up. Exciting. See, uh, my, my next goal of mobility is next week. Is it next week? I think so. November 7th. Yeah, next week I'm going to finish uh, my sword <gasps> on my arm. Oh, awesome. I was supposed to get done like end of September. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I pushed to end of October uh, and then I pushed again because uh, Pascal had COVID and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to have it. So I got to move yeah. you. Yeah. So I'm pretty that excited. That is a good goal. Yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, Joelle, what are you going to get? Or is that uh, a secret until later? Uh, well, I know. <laughs> 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 Um, I I really want to do like a sleeve and I found the art style that I want to kind of commit to because that was the hardest part for me was trying to decide like what kind of art style I'm going to want to have on me for like the rest of my life. Um, Mm -hmm. So I kind of went with like a a neo-classic type of art style. So it's like in the Sailor Jerry camp but more mm-hmm. modern twist mm-hmm. um so i think that's kind of where i'm gonna be pushing towards so i'm gonna get a uh butterfly um in Aww. that style with uh with a little with a little flower so very nice yes neo-traditional i think is what the artists that i went with or described themselves as yeah but it feels very broad <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I, I i think you're right because when i when i was looking at this there was actually a lot of fruit a lot of fruit uh, tats um, that did remind me a bit of of yours, cat. And I was like, well, I I appreciate that. I just don't know if it's me necessarily because, like, I was trying to think of like when I look at other people, like what what tattoos do I really respond to, and what what do I want to see like all the time? And so I I think that's really going to be my vibe. So we're gonna we're gonna start off here, and then we'll kind of see how things how things flow. But eventually, I think it would be nice to have like a a quarter sleeve at some point, but like it kind of grows as I grow in my life. Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. it, you know, has symbols of things that I care about and that, you know, you leave space for things that will come into my life as I, as I get older too. So, but uh, yeah. And from what I understand also is like, if you get fillers and stuff like that, sometimes they can retouch some of your old tattoos to like get the color back. Even if usually you go with the same artist, but I've heard that like, you know, if you want to do a slight cover up or things like that, or you want to add to it, as long as you kind of like stay in the same vibe. Yeah. Because like I, I'm not, I don't have the patience to do the whole sleeve where you go like for like three or four sessions or four hours. Mm-hmm. Like after two hours, like two, three, four hours, I'm like, I'm done. Like yeah. we can move on. Yeah. And I think when I was thinking about creating a whole image, I I had a really hard time committing to like one thing because I kept thinking like, oh, but what about that? Or like, what about this? Or what about like when if I ever move out of state or if what if I start this new hobby and then if I want to commemorate it in some way, I just figured maybe I'll do um, in the same art style, but have it be like a collage more so than like one full um, like one image. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So we'll we'll kind of see how it manifests. Also, it, it's slight in my mind. It's slightly more uh, like easier on the wallet to do it this way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so like this tattoo in total is going to cost like two twenty five. That's um, not bad. No, and so like if I could get these little ones that might be from like t- you know two to five hundred each time instead of sitting and shelling out. You know, like, like thousands of dollars. There are thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought maybe this might be a better way to go too, so I don't have to. Yeah, commit a especially if they're change. custom. Correct. Because like all my pieces are custom, and I like I started at two hundred, and then I got one at like five or six hundred. The last one's going to be like almost eight hundred, and I'm just like, God damn. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I'm the only one who has these designs. I think that mm-hmm. counts yeah. for something, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. Ellie, do you have any tattoos? I don't. Um, actually, when we settled into our new place, we started looking for, uh, you know, tattoo shops around us that kind of jived with mine and Adam's vibe. Um, he actually just sat for um, a really large shoulder piece that's starting off a full sleeve for him. Um, he went to three sessions 
and they were about seven hour sessions. Ooh. Um, wow. Dang. Yeah. He sat for he sat for a really long time. Um there it's a Brandon Sanderson themed sleeve. Uh so wow. if anyone's familiar with that author, yeah, he's he really loves his books. So uh he got like this really cool like stained glass. It's like a stained glass piece. Um oh, cool. from That's the cool. uh from the Cosmere. So he, he went in, he found a shop that he vibed with. I also really liked it. I'm in the middle of planning something, but not ready to pull the trigger just yet. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's one yeah. of the things I want to do before I turn 40. I've got a tattoo planned out. It's now the balls to go do it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. mom, if you're listening to this. <laughs> well, for, for me, it was like, you know, like I'm a very visual person and I have like a ph- photographic memory. Yeah. So it was just like picturing myself with like, let's say the lemon or the strawberries or like yeah. the blueberries, like over and over and over and over. And after a week, I was like, you know what? I'm not tired of this. And I kind of like this. Mm. So then and also like tattoo appointments, like custom with good artists. And it's not just like walk off the streets, like it's a process and yeah. it takes like up to a month before you're actually sitting in the chair. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like if after a week or two if they, of liking the idea of, let's say, like the strawberries on my clavicle, uh-huh. then I put it the request. But like it took another month and a half before I was actually sitting in the chair. So by then I was like, yeah. if I wanted to change my mind, um, I could. And sure. even even like you say, oh, you have to put a down payment. Like it took a good two weeks for the tattoo artist to respond to me. So I still had like a, a good buffer of like, <laughs> no, I'm not giving you. To empire's remorse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tattooer's remorse. Yeah. I mean, some people get it. Some people get that. But like, I'm also the kind of person who wears the same clothes for 10, 15 years. So I was comfortable with having a tattoo, you know? <laughs> Well, and like to, to tattooers' remorse, like you know, I have a few tattoos from, like that was in the vein of like Christendom when I was a, when I was in in that lifestyle and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, well, I eventually do want to get some of these covered up, um, but they're in places where they're not like super visible. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but I mean, yeah, that there's definitely something to that too, where it's like I, I'll keep one of them because I think like it's important and. Um, I got it at a house party and it's behind my ear and I kind of felt like a badass that I got this tattoo at a house <laughs> party. Badass. So I was like, well, I'll keep that because that's a fun story. But otherwise, <laughs> like some of these other stuff, I, I'm like, I just don't, I don't want this anymore. And so that'll, that'll be covered up and it'll change and grow. But I think with that, though, I'm learning like going forward how I want to how how I want to have tattoos too. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not mad that some of my first ones were small and, and, uh, you know, of, uh, of a certain nature. And now I'm like, Oh, well I can change this as I go forward. So. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. starting small, you get used to like the process and the healing yeah. and the, yeah. and the pain. And oh, yeah, yeah. I, well, I say pain, but a lot of people are like, Oh, tattooing is like so painful. I'm like, it's annoying, but it's not I, that painful. I had a lease inject my toe the other day. Cause apparently you get older, you get arthritis, and yeah, I didn't even feel the needle going in, so I don't think I'm gonna mind the tattoo. Oh wow, on your foot? On your foot? In my yeah, on my oh. in my big toe, the joint that's like I don't know the technical <gasps> term for it, but the one that's oh. in between, yeah, the 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 attached to my foot, I couldn't even I could not move it at all. I had no mobility. It was just painful. And Elise gave me steroids, and I did not feel a thing. Wow. Because yeah. I have a tattoo on my foot, and that was the most painful thing. That was so painful. So now, wow. I don't know if it's on top of your like dermis or whatever, you know, the top layer. Yeah. If you have different nerves or whatever, but like wow. she was setting me up, being like, "This is gonna hurt," and I was going there like borderline terrified. But yeah. then she did it, and I was like, "Um, I've had wax appointments that hurt more than that." Um. <laughs> yeah, you've got ovaries of steel. You can totally go get that tat, man. Yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time. Before I turn 40, it has to happen. I don't have much time left. <laughs> it has to happen. All right, folks. Um, yeah, I have not much updates this week. My parents were in town. It's been a whirlwind. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm going to chill. Tomorrow's Halloween, too. So like we're recording oh, yeah. this. Obviously, the episode comes out later. <laughs> I forgot. But like I feel like it's like Halloween's long gone, though, because everything is Christmas everywhere I go. It, yep. it snowed today in Montreal. I don't know if where you girls are if it snowed, but for Not I woke here, up this morning cold. and it was yeah. it was white. It didn't last all day, but like wow, yeah. 
All right, let's check in with Fantasy Critic Leagues real quick. Um, Podcast League, Kat's in first because no one's going to touch her. Uh, I'm in second. Joelle's in third. Simon is in fourth. Joelle, it's just you and me going back and forth at this point to see how it all pans out. What's wild now is going down and scrolling and seeing almost all numbers when we were so used Mm -hmm. to seeing nothing but holes because games hadn't released yet. Like it's so like there's so few actual spaces left for games um, to garner points. Uh huh. You gotta you gotta pick up a game. Leah. I do. I'm missing a game. I yeah, just realized full. I'm missing a game. So yes, I will do that later. Um, everybody else is full. So yeah. On the community league, uh, Darth is in first. Pat is in second. Phoenix is in third. Elbe is in fourth. Joelle is in fifth. I'm in sixth. Simon seventh. Tim in eighth. Um, but yeah, similar thing in this. As you scroll down through, there's a lot of people with a like their full roster almost mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. It's really like the counter picks because it's stuff that probably isn't going to come out this year well, that people I, don't have choice. Yeah, don't have chosen. I wasn't expecting like a Kerbal Space Program two to come out this year, but mm-hmm. I walked in on Pascal playing the early access. Oh well, I'm like, oh, it's coming out, so I'm not getting counter pick. He's like, the reviews aren't great yet, though. But I'm like, eh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got points to spare. It's true. I mean, yeah. Super Mario Wonder gave me 22 points that I did not need. Oh my god! If someone needs like, if Cat needs a job, like working at a publisher to help curate games, oh that she's gosh. the one to go to. Like seriously. All right. Uh, video game-wise... Oh. Pardon? Gonna, Go ahead. Is now a good time to admit that I do not know how fantasy leagues work at all? Uh, we didn't <laughs> either until we were... brought us through it, and now we understand. <laughs> we asked the dumbest, stupidest questions during, before the episode, during the episode, after the episode, on Discord. And, yep. like, I... I went in this in here blind. I got lucky. This is beginner's luck. Come on. Uh, uh, I don't believe it. Ali, you should play with us next year. Yeah, it's fun. I might, I might have to. I'm looking at these at these uh, these like scorecards, and I'm like, there's a lot of numbers on here. First of all, but second of all, I don't know what any of this means. Here's the thing: all you gotta do is pick the games and bid on them. The system does the math for you. So I was like, oh, sold. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have to do math. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Speaking of video games, I want to know what everybody's been playing. Allie, what have you been playing lately? Oh, God. Um, I've needed an outlet for a lot of stress and aggression lately. Um, ah. So I've been playing, I've been playing uh, Shitnet 24-7 in Call of Duty multiplayer. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> Why not? Pretty much. Um, on a daily basis, especially because the Halloween event is happening. Um, mm. I don't know if you guys are aware, but there's now jump scares in um, some game modes as well as some menus in the game. Um, so not only am I going to suck at first-person shooters, you're now going to throw jump scares Aww. at me? No! Mm. Yeah, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty multiplayer, um, kind of just waiting out the clock uh, for my time at Sandrock to launch on the second, and then mm. the full release of Coral Island in like the middle of November. Um, I was, I was yeah, I'm really a excited. Time, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time with that game um, on Steam on my Steam Deck, and I'm absolutely loving it. But because there's going to be, I mean, no save carry over. I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to slow my roll on this one for now and play a multiplayer game until <laughs> my single player experience is ever released. Yeah, that one, I remember last year around this time, it came out in early access on PC for Game Pass and on uh, Steam and everything. Uh, and I started playing it and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait for the full release because... It's so good what they showed in early access, even at that point that I was like, oof, this is going to be, this is going to be a good one. And of course, coming to Game Pass, which is great. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. I've been absolutely loving it and I've spent, I've put in quite a few hours and that's why I kind of pulled back. I was like, I'm going to have to start from 
some fresh anyways. So like, I'll just, you know, pause my playthrough here and experience it all in the, uh, the 1.0 release. Mm-hmm. My time at Sandrock, I played the previous title. I really enjoyed it, but was battling the fact that I was playing it on Switch and it was just chugging on Switch. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking that when the time comes and I pick that up, I'm not going to play it on Switch. I can play it on something else. Yeah, I played my time of Porsche on Xbox when it first came out, and there were some performance issues when the game first came out. Um, it definitely got better. I picked it up again recently, and there's definitely some like quality of life and like gameplay loops that could have, you know, benefited from some improvement. And from what I've heard, my time at Sandrock has been in early access, and from what I've heard, um, a lot of those, like you know, the hangups that players had with the first game have been kind of fixed yeah. in Sandrock. So I'm excited. I'm excited to give it a shot. I'm looking forward to all my all my games that let me romance characters. Um, give me my <laughs> give me my romance and game fix. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give Sandrock a shot. It looks good. Yeah, I, I'm like the bones in my time of Porsche were totally there. It was just the finicky stuff. So I'm really yeah. I, I'm thinking it's gonna be pretty good too, especially second time around. Fingers crossed. Catherine, is it time? I'm at. I start just before the final fight. Oh yeah, uh, I was playing Why? last. Uh, I Why was did playing, you stop? Because it was nine thirty, and I'm just <laughs> time for bed. <laughs> yeah, um, you were a stronger person uh, than I am, Cat. <laughs> honestly, if it weren't for the fact that I've been like sleeping like eight to ten hour nights for like the past two weeks, because like before I'd be like, yeah, I got like I'll go to bed like an hour later and I'll get up at eight just fine but like i've been going to bed at nine and waking up at nine for two weeks so i was just like i'm i can't just not log in (laughs) tomorrow so uh yeah i just stopped and also i I was getting tired and frustrated like when i get frustrated with a game i'm like it's time and also um Foscat was like let me know when you get to the final scene because i took different um i took different choices than he did Okay, and he actually played the ending twice. He did one ending, and he was like, "I'm yeah, not sure." Tried a second ending. He was like, "That's kind of better." And then I was like, "Oh, I went with your second choice, like your second ending, except I didn't do it myself. I gave it to a character." And he's like, "Oh, I, I almost did it to. I almost gave it to that character as well. Like, let's talk about it when you get to it." I'm like, "Cool." And then I messaged him, being like, "I'm going to bed. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> hold that thought." <laughs> So, Until tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and actually tomorrow, because it's Halloween, my D&D game is canceled because mm. people have children and they trick-or-treat, apparently. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow, my D&D fix will probably be finishing my first playthrough of Baldur's Gate 3 and then straight going into rolling my second character, my second playthrough of Baldur's Gate 3. And then it'll is just be your... a... Is your second character going to be a dark urge character? Of course, of course. Why nice. even roll a second character? <laughs> um, and in my in my first playthrough, I didn't play a lot with the tadpole powers because, like, I was like, "This shit, evil." I'm not doing it. Second playthrough is going to be all. Uh, I'm going to call it not the dark urge run, but the uh, intrusive thoughts run. Oh. So intrusive thoughts. That's a oh. brave. So instead of just being like, you know, stopping and be like, what's the good choice? Like, it's just going to be like first instinct go. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you're like, I wonder what's in there. And, you know, you scum save or, you know, go invisible. and go. Ch- <laughs> this run is just going to be barreling through. I'm rolling a paladin and a heavy armor and I am barreling through this fucking game. Wow. Just pressing on all the buttons. Just giving in to every slight whim and desire. Yeah, every urge, choosing violence, just going with it. Even if I get to the final fight with, like, no allies left, I don't feel the need to finish that run. This is just going to be, like, play until I get sick of it, and then I'm going to move on to uh, another game. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Joelle, how was super mario wonder it was so fun uh it 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 was just such a nostalgic treasure trove um really enjoyable i'm definitely gonna dip back in um so i did 
I did finish it and I got all the wonder seeds and I I question that in the English language they called them wonder seeds. Uh, I don't know. I just can't. I can't separate that from a naughty. <laughs> <laughs> I just am like I just don't choices, know. Nintendo, well, choices, Nintendo. They, choices. They, they okay. look like turnips. They don't look like seeds, like or Joelle, cornucopias. I'm, I'm so glad you said that because I've read so much smut. That like my brain immediately as soon as I heard the word I was like oh no not that word <laughs> yeah wonder seeds yeah they look you... like they look they're tulips shouldn't they be called like bulbs like tulip that, wonder bulbs that would be better because then <laughs> once you get a a magic like wonder a royal I think it's like a royal a royal seed or something like that then you disintegrate one of Bowser's snakes that's like going around him and i don't know it's, it's very it's really this is very adam and eve it was very this difficult for me to not have like a dirty mind this like entire time um but aside from that <laughs> um it was it, it was it was fun uh, i really enjoyed it and then i and then i took a break and i touched grass because i have just been <laughs> kind of slamming through games uh for the past few months so i was like i need to chill <laughs> yeah you were power playing i feel like every week you're like yeah i finished this game yeah i finished that game i was I like damn girl <laughs> plus you're traveling all the time to miami yeah. and going scuba diving and yeah. wrangling jellyfish like yeah. you're busy i know so i was like <laughs> i think i'm gonna take a break so i took a break but then i'm <laughs> gonna gonna dip back in to to probably finish tears of the kingdom i think that'd be great to to finish before the end of the year but um mm. i mean i I couldn't help it. There was just so many good things to play. So I'm like, I know. Was, <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm sitting here like after Baldur's Gate three. Like, what do I do? Like, I'm thinking Jedi Survivor. Ooh. Oh, oh yeah. It's that or Assassin's Creed Mirage. But oh. like, you know, work be work. Every time I'm like, I'm gonna play this Ubisoft game, and then I don't. <laughs> yeah, man. I definitely story. recommend yeah, yeah. Survivor. Yes, I've heard good things about Second. it. Second, yeah. yeah. Jai, you loved it. You played it and you loved it, right? Survivor. Me? Jedi Survivor? Yeah. Uh-huh. And in, in that long line of games that you finished? I know. Like, way, I don't remember. It was, it was way back when. Yeah. No, it was great. It was the story. It was, it was, it was fantastic. So I think it, you, and you liked the first one. Yeah. yeah. I love the so first I, one. So you're going to, you're going to enjoy this one too. Yeah. I've, I'm also been watching Shameless. So oh, might yeah. as well. You're just choosing all the chaos, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Just go go into the same actor because like when they announced yes. him for uh, for uh, the first Jedi game, I was like, I don't know who this motherfucker is. Um, and when I heard my back, I was like, I've been meaning to watch Shameless eleven seasons. Now's the time. And then first episode, I'm like, Oh, it's the Jedi. <laughs> it's Cal Kestis. Uh, I haven't played much games this week because uh, family and work and stuff. Just working my way through Moonstone Island. Um, Still loving that game. Allie, I think you need to play that game. <laughs> it has Allie written all, yeah, has Allie written all over it. It's got Stardew vibes mixed with a little bit of Zelda, mixed with some Pokemon, mixed with some Yeah. It's got you written all over it, girl. Alright, I'll check it out. Alright, cool. Okay, team. It's time. Or walk down memory card lane. Each week, the team will have to guess a historical game that would have released during the time of this episode's airing. We will start with its release date, and then I will give hints about the game for the team to attempt to guess what it is. Feel free to talk it out. Shout things out. It's not, we don't keep score with this. It's really just for the fun of it. So, I would like you all to think back to a time long, long before. November 7th of 2006. Let the guessing begin. 2006. Oh, I was still living back home. Yeah. I was still I was still in university in 2006. Okay, so we're talking PlayStation 2 era. Yep. GameCube. I'm going to need another I'm going to need another hint. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So long ago and my memory is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> This game is a third-person shooter. Borderlands? No. Third-person? Oh. Yes, ma'am. Gears of War? 
Oh, for yes, Catherine. How did you get it on two damn oh, questions, my Catherine? Gosh. What the hell, Catherine? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, for sure, this one is going to be hard. Last week, I had y'all stomped. Okay, you did. I, I was like, Ellie, you would know this one. Lucky guess. I just thought 2006 was like maybe too early for Mass Effect, so I was like, there was a war. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Ding 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 wow. ding ding ding. All right. So the rest of the questions were. <laughs> It was a critical and commercial success and played a significant role in establishing the Xbox 360 as a gaming mm-hmm. platform. Yeah, there we The go. marketing trailer for this game was quite unique as it featured a slow, lamenting song, Mad World. The signature weapon in the series is the Lancer, a rifle equipped with a chainsaw bayonet. Mm. And the main protagonist of the series is a soldier who leads the Delta Squad. He's a central uh, he's a central character throughout the series and known for his distinctive armor. Gears of War, released on November 7th of 2006. Good job, Cat. Big, big brains you. on Cat. Yeah. That, was, that was lucky. That Definitely. was context because, like, Mass Effect is November 20th, 2007. Mm-hmm. So I uh. was, like, on the fence. Note but to then self, again, I don't know Mass lot. Effect as one of the <laughs> Well, I was like, are we going to hit, knows it. Ma- hit Mass Look. Effect in a few weeks? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I also only know like two third person shooter games. It's Mass Effect and Gears of War. <laughs> I was like, if it's not one of these two, I'm out. <laughs> I figured after the third question, for sure, Ellie was going to get it. Because I was like, I have to make this harder than putting in Marcus Phoenix and all this kind yeah. of stuff. I think I think after the I think after the the one where it says it was like a a critical like a a success I think I was going to get it because I knew it wasn't Halo but in that mm. era right there was only so many mm-hmm. third person shooters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah we already really done Halo three yeah we did Halo three uh, a few weeks ago because yep. that would have released back in. Was it September or in October? I think it was early October. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I can tell you. Let me scroll back up through my list. What day did that release? <laughs> that was September 25th of 2007. I keep track of all of these. I have them all in one big list that you guys can't yeah. see. <laughs> you don't miss it because it's a first-person shooter. But yeah, it was, yeah. that was a good one. Good job, Kat. Yeah. That was lucky. <laughs> All right, it's time to get into Topic of the Week, and we'll do that right after this break. Ah, food. A staple in the Girls Eye Games podcast discussion. November just happens to be full of national days tied to food. National Sandwich Day is November 3rd. November 4th is National Candy Day. And November 26th is probably my favorite at National Cake Day. Video game food and cooking mechanics in games always pique our interests, and that makes us want to savor the flavor outside of our consoles and PC screens. So let's talk about the scrumptious nom-noms that we wish we could eat, and maybe some that we've actually had uh, time to sample. So folks, video game food. Is there a food item in a game that you would like to try? Let's start with our guest. Allie, how about you? (laughs) Oh no, um, well, okay, there's so many. There are so, 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 so many. But I had to kind of, like, wheel it down a little bit to something that's iconic and something that I could not feasibly do in the real world. So my choice for this one is I would love to eat an entire cheese wheel from Skyrim, but in one bite. Not not nibbling it daintily <laughs> like one should eat cheese, but just, like, Faced with a Draugr, my health is on, like, one point, and I need sustenance. Just shoving that entire thing in my mouth. That's what I want to experience. How big is the cheese wheel compared to a character in Skyrim? (laughs) (laughs) Are you, like... It's not a baby bell type situation. No. No. Are you going to, like, Looney Tunes it, too? So, like, your whole mouth will open wide? And then when you stick the wheel in, like, the, the shape of the wheel will go down your throat... And then in your like cheeks, your, yeah, and then like your tummy will also be in the shape of the wheel. I think that's really the only way to experience it fully. <laughs> <You're right>. so, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a question. Love it, love it, <laughs> Catherine. How about you? Me, it's like I'm I'm a very simple girl, and it's um, I need to eat 
and sample every single dish that is cooked in Final Fantasy XV. That game has many flaws. Food is not one of them. When you go to the camp, I forget his name, the dude with the glasses cooks, and then you get a a, a, a nice like I a nice like close up look of the dish, and even like the first, if he makes like a simple piece of toast, it looks. I can smell that toast. I can see the texture. I know how crunchy it's going to be. I linked a YouTube where somebody that just put every single dish from Final Fantasy, like in a just food porn montage. Okay. And everything. I know it's from a video game. I know it's 3D. Sometimes you can kind of see the texture and a bit of the flatness. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. But I want to eat it. Uh, And like, this is captured on PlayStation 4. This is awesome. Every, like, I just want to, every night, I just want to show up to camp with the Final Fantasy XV boys well, and have dinner. Um, is this the one that had cup of noodles in the game? Yes, actually, yes. they had, they, they had the sponsorship for cup of noodles. And they waxed poetic about cup of noodles in the game, too. Like, there's actually a point, I forget, I think it's Gladius, who's like the big buff guy. He talks about yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how they picked how they picked the shrimp for a cup of noodle. It's it's really really hilarious. It was it was so bad. It was good. Like it was so camp that I kind of went full circle into something that was like you got to play this because it's so bad. Like it's amazing. Um, yeah, I've every single dish from Final Fantasy fifteen. Okay, you got a project there then. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like a feast yeah joelle how about you so i was thinking about how to answer this question and i had a hard time thinking about like a specific like food item from games i think what i became like more attracted to was like the food experience that like you like that you have that like the game is giving you and i think like one of the older ones that I could think of is in the old school uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, like arcade game and you'd be like diving past bad guys and you'd get to just grab pizza and like whole whole turkeys and like just regain fuel immediately and I'm like that would be super fun actually like if I was just going about my daily life and I could just like snatch a whole turkey and be like this is enough like this is great this is all I need (laughs) Oh, just like that like fast pace like running around and like just getting these delicious delicious things um that to me like sounds really fun <laughs> i don't know like that that to me really spoke or i will say that before you go on any hunt and monster hunter man can those kitties um crank out some delicacies so those those dishes are robust and they look really good and I look forward to cooking before I go on my excursions because of Monster Hunter uh, feasts. Mm. So, yeah. I always feel like with video game characters, considering both what you and Allie both said, um, I feel like they should all have indigestion from eating so fast. <laughs> <That's> probably true. <laughs> <laughs> or, or they could be in a competition for speed eaters, you know, like those eating competitions. Like I even remember in Persona when they have that hamburger that you have to like work oh, up yeah. your guts to eat right like the planet burger <laughs> yeah yeah totally um anytime this question comes up on social media and i'm not gonna lie it's often the xbox accounts that end up sharing it because they're very active <laughs> on the on there thank you very much ellie um <laughs> i <welcome>. always <laughs> say <laughs> i always say the minecraft cake mm. i don't know what it is it looks like a strawberry shortcake and i love that um, so yeah, Minecraft cake and like square, who makes this like straight up like cube cake, right? And you never, <laughs> you never eat it as just like one piece. I always feel like there's never like a whole chunk out of it. You have to lay it on the table, but no, they, you got to eat the whole thing. Got to eat the whole thing, the whole cake with just one candle on it. I love Minecraft cake. <laughs> <sighs> Have you guys ever attempted to make a meal or a sweet from a video game. Catherine? Not directly. 
Um, I do follow Babish, who does the binging with Babish and stuff like that. And I've seen a bunch yes. of TikTokers like making food from like their favorite animes, their favorite games. Like when Breath of the Wild uh, came out, and Tears of the Kingdom came out, um, TikTok was back a lit with like recreating some uh, recipes from that. I was inspired. Like I'm not a recipe person. I'm more like a vibes learn the technique and do whatever I want type of person. But uh, I've been inspired from those videos about learning techniques and stuff like that. But I haven't sat down to be like, I'm going to make like the Minecraft cake. But I do one day want to make the sweet rolls from Skyrim just for shits and giggles. Nice. Just so I could walk into Pascal's office and ask him like, oh, what's wrong? Did somebody take your sweet roll? And then <laughs> throw a sweet roll on his desk or something. You You better film that when that happens. He listens to the podcast, so it's not going to be a surprise. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It still needs to be a thing. If Social media meme in the he's making. He's barricade the door. He's like, he's not going to get me in the face of the sweet roll. Not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Joelle, how about you? Ever made a sweet or a meal from a video game? You know, I haven't either. I'm, I don't know, not... Not really great in that area. I do like with Kat, uh, Babish has a culinary universe uh, channel uh, on YouTube. Um, he's he's like a, a chef that inserts a lot of like nerddom into his videos. And he um, also has a second cook that does a lot of anime uh, recipes as well. Um, that's It's really, really great. But the last um, video that he did, which actually I thought about doing, is that he made a rock roast uh, beef wellington from tears of the kingdom where he had the outside um he molded it to look like a rock roast um <clears throat> that you have to watch that that you get and that did actually look i might do that um the other kind of f- food hole that i got sucked into was also from this channel but it was the fruit sandwiches from animal crossing and I didn't really know that these were a thing, but these fruit sandwiches, they look so appealing because they use, it's seemingly like white uh, sandwich bread with the crust cut off, but then you fill them with any type of fruit that you desire and you kind of put them in, in such a design and then you fill it with cream and then you make it a sandwich and you cut it obviously on that beautiful diagonal so it it reflects a... Um, a like watercolor design with the fruit and it just I like started going deep into how to make these and found all these different TikTok and YouTube channels and apparently they're like becoming a, f- a trend I think because I, I saw more and more YouTube videos like pop up with little shops in Tokyo that are doing this um, but yeah mm. they they're they look phenomenal so that might be maybe like a end of the year like try to because i i got the bread thing down it's just making the just making the cream essentially and then assembling but those looked sounds delicious those looked really good now when asking this question to Allie, i know she's done some stuff before because i remember forking geek on mixer back (laughs) in the day Allie, talk about all the stuff you used to make Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I certainly had too much time on my hands at one point in time. (laughs) Uh, Way back when I had just way too much free time. Um, But yeah, no, back in the day when I was streaming on Mixer, um, I started a show called Fork and Geek. And it would be myself and my husband, Adam. And we just we recreated in-game recipes in our kitchen, um, or actually my in-laws kitchen at the time. But yeah, we, we picked, you know, games that we were really passionate about, um, games that we either had the cookbooks for or that had like, you know, fan-made recipes that were, that were available online. And we started, you know, from scratch and created them live on stream. And we had a lot of fun with it. But we, we tackled quite a few things. And I actually have got physical notes here in front of me because I had to like oh. rack my brain. I was like, what did we make once upon a time? Um, I can confirm we have made sweet rolls. So Kat, definitely recommend. They are very, very good. Uh, and they're quite easy to make. But we, we have conquered the sweet roll, which I think is a pretty iconic video game food. Um, but we've done a little bit of everything. We kind of dipped our 
uh, flowery fingers into a few different like genres of games. So we tackled stuff from like um, the Fallout universe where we did a baked bloat fly, which was a vegetarian meatloaf, but made absolutely disgusting by like an in-game in-world reference. Um, we've done things from Final Fantasy games. We've done things from Stardew Valley. Um, we kind of, yeah, we were all over the place just picking, you know, games that we loved and, and the food in those games that we loved. And it was a lot of fun. I loved doing those segments. Um, cause honestly, like a lot more people are interested about video game food than I think we talk about. And they were very excited to share like either their experiences with food and games or recreating in real life, uh, food from games. And it was just, yeah, it was like a nice community experience that brought everybody together. Yeah. And I think, I think you're giving me transitions like crazy. Cause that tr- the trend right now of people wanting to learn to cook and using video game food as an inspiration has caused like all these video game cookbooks to pop up over the past few years. And some that haven't even come out yet, but I know that are coming. Um, cause yeah, I'm not a very good cook. Mike is definitely the cook in our house. I bake a thing here and there, but it's definitely not a passion of mine, but you know, having a cookbook to be able to follow a recipe or a YouTube video is definitely key for me rather than just like jumping in there and knowing what to do. Cause I, I have no clue. So like I'm the only way that I'm going to ever be able to make the Minecraft cake is by following the recipe on Minecraft, gather, cook, eat which is a physical book <laughs> that I have to teach me how to make lots of meals and things from Minecraft. Um, additionally, uh, there's a Stardew, official Stardew Valley cookbook coming very soon, Ooh. next spring, actually. Mm-hmm. It includes 50 recipes from the game, such as pink cake, salad, and the strange bun. And I am very curious to see exactly what a strange bun is, because it almost looks like jello to me rather than a bun (laughs) because it's so tall like you must have to put it in some kind of mold to make it work so i'm curious about what what is involved in a strange bun and it's one that i may actually pick up um if you ladies got any other cookbooks that you've uh used ali maybe one that you've used already for uh something on fork and geek oh yeah so i've got i've actually got a stack of them here i took them down out of my kitchen um, I do have the Stardew Valley one pre-ordered. Um, RuneScape nice. just announced that they have a cookbook out, uh, or it's coming out, so I've pre-ordered that. Um, that one was special for me because I feel like RuneScape was one of my first introductions to um, food in video games, but also like the act of cooking in a video game. So that one's really special to me. I've got that one pre-ordered. But right beside me, I've got the Elder Scrolls cookbook. I've got the World of Warcraft cookbook, the Halo cookbook, the Fallout cookbook. Um, I also have the Neopets official cookbook, which was another one of my first um, exposures to games and like or, or food in a digital setting, um, which is super cool to kind of see like a lot of those absurd uh, food items on that website kind of come to life uh, right in front of my eyes. But I've got, I've got a few more. These are my favorite ones that I pulled out, the ones kind of that I'm most passionate about the universes. Um, mm-hmm. It's really cool, though, because with all of these, like, the advent of, like, the video game cookbooks, we're also seeing a lot of cookbooks for, like, other geek niche communities coming out. So I've got, like, Star Wars ones. I've got, you know, Dungeons & Dragons ones, Lord of the Rings ones, Harry Potter ones, things like that. Um, there's just so many. It feels like if you're interested in learning how to cook and you're passionate about something and you want to bring that passion into the cooking, there's a cookbook related to it somewhere out there. Definitely. Yeah. I bought one, a Lord of the Rings one for my sister for Christmas last year. And it was so nice. Cause it was all illustrated and everything. Um, she loved it. And I think she, I think she tried one of the recipes out of it, but I don't, I, I, I didn't get to sample it, which is a shame, but I will make her make me something. Catherine Rude. <laughs> I know, right? Catherine, uh, do you have any video game cookbooks or anything you're interested in picking up? I, like I said, I'm not one to follow recipes. Yeah, uh, I know. You're one of those wizards that just go in there and makes magic happen. I, I Google recipes because <laughs> I want to know the uh, temperature of the oven and the cooking time. The rest I can figure out myself. Uh, but I, I, I kind of do want to pick up maybe the Elder Scroll one and the World of Warcraft one and the Stardew Valley ones because those are like three of my favorite games or 
games that mean a lot to me, just to kind of like flip through them and just have them and be pretty. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a physical the, book in the ages. Yeah, it's almost like the elder art book at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've picked oh my up god, actually, you're so um, right. <laughs> yeah. But um, I do like when we when we moved at my old department when I worked in licensing at Ubisoft. Like I picked up a lot of like the Assassin's Creed encyclopedia and art books and stuff like that. And like mm-hmm. I I do enjoy them. And I'm like I should go out and buy more video game books like that, other than just grabbing stuff for free at work. Joelle, how about you? Do you own any video game cookbooks or want to pick anything up? I've given the World of Warcraft one as a gift, um, and that was well-received by uh, the person that I gave it to. And I – obviously, the – gate I don't own any, but the gateway for me would be a Horizon Zero Dawn. And when I went to Amazon, it is on pre-order, and it's supposed to come out in on April second, twenty twenty-four. So hmm. I bet that's going to be my first one. <laughs> so uh, I will probably do that one and start there, even though I know that like the game isn't known for like its food necessarily. But I still think that if I'm going to be inspired to cook from a game, it's probably going to be. That one, I guess how I feel sometimes is like when I look at like some recipes like from uh, Tears of the Kingdom or Breath of the Wild, I'm just like, oh, that's like fried rice. So I mm-hmm. <laughs> like, or a paella. Yeah. Like, yeah like, it's like, nothing. Yeah. Nothing too crazy. Right. Like it takes from real life. Right. Right. So yeah. you uh, can Google those recipes easily, basically. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't have like as much of like a, that attachment to it. But I think with um, Horizon, because I'm such a fan of of the franchise i'll probably pick that up and i really do think i'm gonna try that rock roast i think i'm gonna give it a you know start with something easy you know a, <laughs> a beef wellington, a beef wellington. Yeah. why not so that's not that easy no i know i was being <laughs> <laughs> tastes phenomenal not easy i mean i don't know i <laughs> that's what i do i'm gonna try something extremely hard the first time why not you make a really honestly point, like so yeah go ahead sorry Sorry, I think it, you make a really good point, right? Where you see sometimes, like in games, you see food that is food from our universe, like our timeline, mm-hmm. our current existence. Um, and I think it's, you know, I look, I'll look at the, the Fallout cookbook for example here. Like a lot of these are recipes that are just kind of given a specific flavor in terms of like either presentation or name that bring them into the Fallout universe. Because um, I mean, obviously, we're not cooking with irradiated, you know double-headed cow meat or anything like that i think it, <laughs> it brings a more interesting it makes it more interesting not yet at least um it's a more interesting conversation as to like one of the things that appeals to me most about food in games especially games like fallout or halo where you see us as humans reflected in the game mm-hmm. still using food as a way to like care for one another, care for ourselves, care for our communities. And so you see these recipes that have like been around for like a very long time, have been around for generations of people like finding ways in their current setting or the current situation that they're living through to like bring those recipes to life. Like, yeah, this is, it's meatloaf, but it's made with like a giant float fly that you shot in the wasteland, but it's meatloaf just like mom used to make. You know, and I think <laughs> yeah. it's an interesting concept. Same thing with like Halo where it's like, you know, you're in the future, there's, like, all these things going on, but by God, like, the mess hall still, like, still serves hamburgers and fries, even though the hamburgers are made out of giant ostrich creatures. We won't won't go down the route. (laughs) We won't go down the route of Graveyard Keeper, (laughs) where you actually, uh, (laughs) where you cut up humans and decide that you're going to be a cannibal and sell the meat. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Listen, you gotta make a living. You gotta make a living. <laughs> gotta make you gotta make a living even in a video game. If, if, if there's one thing is the, that reflected in game. <clears throat> if there's one thing I, I like I would like for people to take from this, if you don't cook, you don't have to like love cooking like I do and be like a fucking wizard. But like learn some basics. Mm-hmm. Learn to feed yourself is there's nothing more satisfying than eating a meal you made yourself 
And I think especially like in Canada with the food prices going up, Mm -hmm. the savvier and the craftier you can be in the kitchen, the more you can save money. And like I play a delicate game of like, is this stuff I can make at home? Or is it so much trouble that's like I keep that for my one takeout night a night sort of thing? Like sushi, I don't make at home. Sushi, I called in. But like a Japanese curry with a katsu chicken. It's actually fairly curry is like easy to make you put shit in a pot and you wait for it to be to boil and you put it on rice just like some stuff like i i just want people to be interested in food and even if it's just like cooking pasta right so it's al dente or it's not overcooked fry an egg learn to fry an egg shit like that it's just the world's going to shit and uber eats not going to be there forever friends <laughs> Well, with those words of wisdom, that pretty much closes out the show for this week. Thank you, Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) The Fallen Cookbook is the future. There you go. There you go. go. We are going to be eating the radioactive meat. (laughs) Uh, My goodness. (laughs) So in conclusion, the show, as always, I want you to check out the show notes at girlsongames.ca for links to all the the, uh, cookbooks. And YouTube links uh, that we mentioned in this episode, um, it's all going to be linked there, so you can go check it out, including uh, pre-orders and actual purchase links for a lot of the cookbooks. Um, if you could do us a solid and rate and review this podcast, that'd be much appreciated. Why? It helps with us growing on the different uh, podcast distributors, helps us push up the rankings for discovery. And if you leave a review, we do read them. It does help us with the, uh, the, the building, the construction, the planning of this show. So that is much appreciated. Um, as always, I want to give the crew a chance to shout out their social me- media handle so you can follow them everywhere and anywhere online. And of course, I want to thank Allie for coming back to hang with us Yay. for another week. Allie, where can people find you online and chat video game food? Oh. Oh, God. Um, I've basically disappeared from social media because working in it day after day, I'll kind of have that effect on you. Um, yeah, I get if you. you do, if you do want to talk to me, Twitter is probably the best place. I'm 8 blonde over there, still still hanging on to that username. Uh, don't be scared off by the amount of Star Wars retweets in my feed at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm still there. I'm still there. I just don't tweet a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, where can people find you? I am CSDSBINS, CSDBIN, Twitter, X, uh, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, whatever. Uh, but I'm always in the Girls on Games Discord, to be honest. Joelle, how about you? People can find me on Instagram at JoelleLauren87 and on Twitter at Gamer underscore Comfy. Um, but all day chatting up in the Girls on Games Discord, we have a dedicated channel to food. And it is yep. vibrant Gross. and very, mm-hmm. very... Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. The Halloween cupcakes that Simon's girlfriend made... Ridiculous. With the little strawberries to make like piranha mouths. Yeah, they, it's from... Must go to channel. Yeah, it's from the play um, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Feed Girls me on Grub. More. There we go. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah. Right? There's Pinterest <laughs> gold. Yeah. It's... I, the, Wow. I know. They're really, really good. Beautiful. Wow. Yes. Seriously. Like, I, I thought he Googled that photo, to be honest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She did a phenomenal job. Even the little, like, vines and everything yeah. and the leaves. and mm-hmm. Wow. That's mad skills. Mad skills. I am Leah Jew, our most social media platforms, but of course you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You can track us down at the Girls on Games on Twitter slash X and Facebook. Just Girls on Games, no the in there on Instagram and th- Instagram and threads. Discord.me slash girls on games to continue this lovely convo and more. But of course, if you ever want to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That is our website, girlsongames.ca. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. Thank you, Allie. It's been another lovely week in video games, and now I'm hungry, so I'm going to go eat something. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bon appetit. <laughs>